Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, DC family? Before we get into the podcast here, just a quick couple ad reads for you here. Uh, we're brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Half and Half, Hard Peach Teas. I've mentioned before, I'm absolutely f- like the major fan of the uh, Hard Lemonades. That's just my personal preference, but you really can't go wrong with any of them. Also brought to you by Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, boxing, UFC, golf, tennis, everything you can think of. Probably bet on the NBA All Star Game if you wanted to do that. If you're a real degenerate, but that's your choice. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games. Available to play right from your mobile device. Head to the website and use our promo code Belief B L E A V for a fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, with that, let's just get right into the show. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Abadurno. He's Jihadi White. Denny, Denny Avdia is going nuts right now. Uh, DeLon Wright is no longer a wizard. Kyle Kuzma was traded, but said no, that almost traded at the deadline, but said no, thank you. Like we got a good amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, but first, Jihadi, how the heck are you? How's things? How's life? Oh, life's good, man. No complaints. Nobody listened anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying watching these Wizards play this, these last two games. Yeah. I mean, there's some fun stuff happening. I think people outside of Washington look at this record and they're like, uh, that team's not worth checking in on, but it's been a fun last couple games. They're playing harder under Brian Keefe. I was a little mixed on the results, you know, right out of the gate. There were like one or two bad games in the first couple weeks there. And I was like, uh, is this more of the same? But I think overall they've, they've been better. I've been seeing a lot of improvement offensively. Defensively, um, I don't know how much defense improvement we as fans can really, really look for just because now the NBA prevents you from playing defense like you would want to. So, you know, it's it's tough to just say, hey, man, let's take up, let's make sure that there's no more driving lanes available. Mm. That's the case. The NBA is is highway central right now, you know. it's interstates everywhere with the best defensive team. So, yep. you know, it's just. Yeah, it's true. But what I do like is on-ball defense much better. Um, the, the help that we do, help rotation that we can do, mm-hmm. I like that much better. But I also like our, our movement on offense. Yep. You know, the ball, the ball movement's been great, and then the off-ball movement's been good, too. Much better. Yep. And, and we're getting to see. Um, how we can really l- utilize a lot more, a lot of our players more. It's good to see Shamit out there more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always liked Lander Shamit and him being willing to fight the other night when Larry Nance power bombed him in the middle of the game. Like, I, I was about that, and I, I know everybody wants to see younger guys. I want to see younger guys, but sometimes some of the vets they can rub off on you when you've got a mix of those guys out there too so i you know he's a little fiery and uh, i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing well we need that i think that kind of gave us a push 
mm-hmm. in the game. I mean, it was a close <laughs> game around that time anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that gave us that little push and that fire. You know, I mean, we almost we almost took the game. So, yep. um, and it's good sometimes for a coach to see, oh, oh, he has that in him because you wouldn't know otherwise. No, yeah, he's pretty chill you know, otherwise. You know, you don't know uh, a player until they get into certain situations. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, I got a little, I got somebody with some fire, and we like somebody who fight back, or somebody with some dog in them. Okay, now let me start pushing this kid more in this mm-hmm. direction because now he can help when we need that type of, you know, that piss and vinegar, he can add that to the table. Cause that's, that's the main thing that looks like we're, we're missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're going to play these young guys, like that's the dude, I want to see them like model and emulate of like, nah, you know, you don't want them to like be fighting people left and right, but like, like, okay, you're not going to push me around. We're not going to take that shit. This is a different wizards team. You know, like we're, we're not going to roll over and, uh, I think that's that's the kind of thing you want to see from some of these younger guys. One of the guys who did that, I thought for them last year, a little bit at least, was DeLon Wright. And, you know, he was a, got a little edge to him. He was getting in people defensively. He was like wreaking, ha- wreaking havoc in the uh, passing lanes and stuff like that. And then this year, it just didn't look like the same dude. Maybe it was injuries because he did miss a little time with, I think, some quad stuff. Seemed kind of like he didn't want to be here to a certain extent. And Every time he touched the ball, he shot it. And I was a really big DeLon Wright fan. I did pre-draft stuff the year he came out of Utah. was big on him then. This is a dude I liked, have always liked. Uh, it just didn't seem to be kind of meshing with what they needed from him as this like backup guard to steady the offense, play defense, get up in people. I thought he'd be a really good sort of role model for some of these younger guys on, on how to play off-ball defense. And defense wasn't as good this year. The offensive balance wasn't as good. He wasn't sort of like the game manager that he had been the year before. So uh, I thought this buyout was coming. I'm kind of glad it came when it did. And it seemed like it was um, in the cards the other night when they played Jared Butler more than him, you know, basically uh, in a meaningful game against the Pelicans. So I don't know. Uh, thoughts on on them moving on from DeLon right at this point in time, John? Uh, it's, inev- it's inevitable. They have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to... you. When a player is disgruntled, when a player knows a team doesn't believe in him or he's not a major factor or there's nothing that, you know, that he can really do more, yeah. right? He starts to not offer as much, mm-hmm. right? Not on purpose, you know, but he, like you said, now his game changed. Okay, well, I'm, when I'm in, I'm going to shoot the ball. I care about me now, yeah. right? Um, And last year, he was a, 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 a coach's point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, really run the plays. Wasn't an extravagant pro point guard that can yeah, make just, a lot of things happen. Just solid. Yeah. Yeah, just just solid, right? Good, good, decent backup point guard type, but he was effective. And this year, it's just kind of like he never really was able to get in the rhythm, right, to to be able to, to do what he can do. Didn't get a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. And then when he did get in, like I say, he just kind of hoisted stuff up. So that's already let me know. Okay, he said. He said, "Forget this team." John, do you think some of this was like last year? He was with Brad and KP and these guys on a team that wanted to make the playoffs. So he was a little more willing to be that sort of like backup, you know, rotation guy. And then this year on a bad team, he was kind of like, "F it!" Like I deserve to get more touches because you know. It's I younger don't know. I think. I think. Yeah. So when you with guys like Brad and and KP, right? All the, mm-hmm. when you with those guys. 
you're kind of obligated to to run a system. These guys also want to win. You with mm-hmm. you with likewise mentality players. Mm-hmm. Now you're on a team with like I don't really new guys. Everybody's throwing stuff up. Defense is not. We're not playing defense. Yeah. When I go out there, I gotta. I'm going. I'm going for self. Yeah. I'm not deferring to these guys. Like, like, yeah. team, in his mind, team don't like me anyway. They don't care for me. It's, I'm not a priority to them. I'm right. getting limited trash minutes. So when I go out there, I'm just gonna go out there for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I kind of don't blame him. That's a human reaction. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wondering about some of the things they've done and I'm going to just veer off into a related story for a minute and we'll get back to DeLon Wright. But uh, there was some reporting that came out that said um, at the trade deadline, there was a deal in place to send Kyle Kuzma essentially to Dallas. They offered basically the package that they offered up for um, PJ Washington, it sounds like. And the front office went to Kyle Kuzma and said, hey, this deal's on the table. Like, do you want to move on? Or would you rather like stay here? And and according to the reporting, Kuzma said, I like where I'm at. I want to stay here. I want to build something here. But uh, the front office is getting credit, at least in the media, for going to Kuzma and saying, hey, we'll do what you want to do. And one of the questions I've kind of routinely asked from, from people on the show, like yourself and guys that played for this organization is, why haven't the Wizards been more of a front office destination? And I think a lot of the answer back is just, they haven't been super well run for the last 20 years. So guys are kind of meh on coming here. Do you think this is their attempt to like facelift their, their image with players and agents and things like that? Hey, we're buying out DeLon, Wright. He's a veteran guy. We're going to let him go somewhere. He can win. Hey, Kyle Kuzma, we're going to let you have input on where you end up. Like, do you think there's an intentional choice by them to try to, I don't know, rehab the image, I guess. Yes. To put that information out there, you control the information, right? Mm-hmm. So they control the information. So that information was out there because they wanted to, to be out there. Yeah. Secondly, I've never seen a player that been was on a trading block. Yep. Get the Pull op- himself off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get the option to stay or go. Yeah. You know, unless unless the team was like, now. To me, what he's saying is, I'm happy here. And what they seemed like they was asking is, are you happy here? Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. happy here, mm-hmm. we we will want we'll to keep stay it. happy here and keep going, which, yeah. right? If not, this is the offer we have. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is not that, it's not that they didn't give him the option. What they're saying to me already is, hey, if we're bringing this to you, we're only bringing this to you to say, look, we really want to keep you. But if yeah. you're unhappy, right, we don't want an unhappy player. So we, this is the, the, the second option. This is part, option B. Mm-hmm. But option A is you already staying anyway. Right. Right. So by the time they put that out in the media, it was we gave him the choice. Mm-hmm. But you're in, you in control of the choice. Right. For sure. You, 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 you in control of option A and option B. You, you put them on the table. Yeah. Right. So it also tells me they were kind of lukewarm on the trade package too. If they got some major deal, they weren't giving him the option at that point. Listen, and these guys have been in the game long enough. Yeah. <laughs> these guys have been around long enough to, 
if they wanted to trade him and they liked the package, he would have been gone. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we could sell it as we gave him the option, which is great. I like, mm-hmm. I like the sale. I like when bringing them in to get the option. I like, but in the end of the day, play is not in control of where he, him being traded or not. Yeah, I agree. A uh, couple comments in the chat here, just related to this. Um, just circling back to that, uh, Locked On Law said Delon thinks he's going to be a major factor on a team with Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, we'll see where he definitively ends up. I hadn't seen that reported, so somebody put that in the chat if you know exactly where he's going. But I think it's just for him. Like, if I'm going to play a rotation role and be deferential to guys, I'd rather do it on a team that's going to go somewhere. I'm in my 30s or whatever he is, 30 years old, like. I'm not going to go do that to stay behind the kids or ride the bench for the rest of the year. So they're doing him a solid and hopefully they're going to use this time to free up a, one of the two way guys like a Jared Butler, get them more minutes. And then you just see, you know, what options are out there of guys who could be a part of your long-term future. Like you said, if, if Delon's not in the cards long-term, why waste everybody's time? Well, they're definitely doing him a solid because, because it, imagine being Delon, right? Mm-hmm. Still a good point guard. Yeah. Still have some years left that he can really, you know, give to a team. Yep. And for lack of a better word, you know, a nicer word, you're watching chaos. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I'm watching chaos. Am I the nine win team? Yeah. Am I this terrible? Right. Like all the things I offer to the league and what you know, what I know I can do. Sure. I have to sit on a bench and literally watch chaos. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. So I think it would, in his specific situation, any grass is greener. Yep. Uh, everybody's saying in the chat that it, it's Woj well, just reported. It's basically a done deal. He'll go play for the Miami Heat. Oh, I think if great. it's if it's Delon Wright from last year, he's a Miami Heat culture system kind of guy. So I, I think if he magically looks better than, you know, the DeLon Wright we saw this year, it wouldn't really surprise me, but it just seems like he'll, he'll fit in well with what they do. He'll guard people. He can do a little bit of everything and just be real solid for them. Well, for a player, it's good to tap into the parts that you used to, that you know, you used to know, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you can, you know, certain situations, certain, certain teams, you can end up forgetting who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Forgetting that I'm, sure down defender forget that i'm 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 i have a high basketball iq i can do a lot of things you forget all the 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 good things that i did in the in those in certain games you know to build stack that stuff on top of each other so um he now gets to tap into that 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 person again yeah yeah get back to what your you know your 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 really your basketball personality is yeah uh, the other sort of reporting at the deadline was that uh, there were trade packages on the table for DeLon Wright, but they were really kind of underwhelming to the Wizards front office because they essentially, we, the Wizards would get back a late second round pick, but also have to take back bad longer term salary in the future to do it. So it's like if all you're going to get is the 57th pick and you have to take on longer term money just to move on from DeLon Wright, you might as well just buy him out and then use that extra money to buy a late fifties pick. So um, it says a lot about like kind of where he was viewed around the league that you couldn't even really give him away for, for next to nothing. And uh, 
you know, it just, just seemed like it had buyout written all over it at this point. Well, yeah, but his value dropped and not because okay. it's not based on, based on him, because I mean, not, not saying he's, he's not, uh, he's not a super top player, right? Mm. He, decent guard. Yeah. Right. Not, not a starting guard, the decent mm. guard, right? Somebody that, you know, just, uh, hey, you know, yeah. you run good off a yeah. good, good piece. So, but if he's started out as that level coming to the Wizards mm-hmm. and now you're not playing your value, it kills your value. So now it's all about, it has to be a team or somebody who knew him and knew him with the, with another team or knew, or, you know, know him and know the type of player he is before, before the value drop to understand, mm-hmm. oh, it's, we got something in this kid still. I agree. Uh, the other piece of this too, and and folks are hitting on it in the chat, I think, is if you're the Wizards, you took on the pool contract, which is looking like a bad contract at the moment. But otherwise, there aren't a lot of bad deals. Like Denny is on a really good deal and it's looking better by the day. Kuzma's on a pretty good deal. And even if some of the efficiency is bad right now, you're still going to be able to find buyers for him. So they're not going to take on any additional bad money unless they're really being offered something to do it. So the 58th pick in the draft like to take on longer term money they're, they're just going to tell everybody like thanks but no thanks it's rather you'd rather have the space than whatever that asset is so that's why you, you don't see a delon right get moved and um that that sort of thing uh all right so delon right played 83 games for the wizards in two seasons six points three rebounds or yeah six points about three rebounds three-ish assists about one and a half steals 35% from three overall on about two attempts per game. So this doesn't hurt anything. I, I got to think based on what we saw from him this year, you see if Jared Butler can give you at least that and he's younger and got fresher legs. And if he can't, then you find you go on to the next guy at this point. And um, some, is there somebody else, you know, in the G league or whoever that do you give the minutes to Johnny Davis? Like I, I would find out for 30 games. If anyone else you have on this roster can, can, you know, give you anything basically. Well, if if, you, if if a vet is not offering you anything, it's always a better trade to get a younger guy mm-hmm. in that position. Because now at least I can, I can, I can mold him. I can put something into him and see if we can get more out of. Mm-hmm. If not, still didn't lose. Yeah. So, right. so I don't think it was a bad move to get Jerry Butler here and get and we we already knew that uh, that he was getting that. The trade was happening anyway. Oh, he was gonna get bought out anyway. He wasn't yeah. around. like Blind Wright just wasn't gonna be here. We all mm-hmm. knew that. Um, so I don't think it's a bad deal for the Wizards. On the Wizards' part, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I I look, we're not winning anything this year. You've got to make it like you've got to figure out if Johnny Davis is anything at this point. I would give him as many of those DeLon Wright minutes as you can, whether you feel like he's earned them or not at this point, and just see if he can do anything. Uh, like we're, we're far enough along that building his confidence in the G league and things like that. Like we're past that point. Like he's, he's far enough along into this thing. Like you need to know if he has any future with your organization or if he's also a guy you need to move on from, you know, a salary filler or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And that's a smart move. Yeah. I mean, right now, as we stand, that's a smart move. To, let's see what we have. Mm-hmm. Let's see, you know, 
what we can work with. Let's see. Let's let's really let's be able to make a sound decision when it's time to make one. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we got to really see how these guys perform. Be- perform, like you say, give them this kid, that kid, get Johnny Davis minutes. Yeah. Give them minutes. Let's see. Let's really evaluate what we have. And real minutes without fear of if I do something wrong, I'm going to be pulled out immediately. Like, let him just play through stuff and just. What can it hurt at this moment? Exactly. You're not going to lose. You're not going to lose any more than you would have lost otherwise. So, you know. But that would have to come up top because Keith is not going to do it. He's not like, hey, man, I just got here. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything is still on the line with a lot of things. So I, I think the one nice thing about Davis is. If he's not going to give you anything offensively, for the most most part of his tenure, he's been locked in defensively, at least. He's not out there not playing hard. So the struggles aren't aren't a lack of effort. So it's probably easier for a coach, I would imagine, to justify, all right, at least he's out there, he's defending, he's hustling. He just looks totally lost on offense. But I, I'd rather play that guy. At least I know he's not going to like just roll over completely. Right. But also, you know, he will get everybody gets acclimated to offense. The more they get, the more they play, the more they get comfortable, the more they the players, yep. right? Which is weird because he shouldn't have a feel, at least with all the practices he's been in. So that's, that, that's a question. And then with the point guard, you got to have, you got to have an IQ. So mm-hmm. that, that is kind of unique. You kind of question that a little bit. But outside of that, you got to put it on the floor. Yeah, I, I mean, just this is the time like you don't want to go into next year. Like presumably they're going to be bad again next year, but you already want to start to like show some signs. You'll have another draft pick that he's going to have to compete with for time. Like if you don't do it now, I I just, you might as well just cut him and move on and let everybody get a fresh start. Basically do what Detroit did with Killian Hayes and just say like, it didn't work out here. You know, go, go forth young man and, and find some, you know, greener pasture for yourself. Uh, all right, so since we last talked, Denny Avdia has gone absolutely supernova against the Pelicans, 43 points, 14 rebounds. He looked amazing, and there's something we were talking about before the show uh, here that I want to just hit on during the show, and it's, you know, one of the first things I, I knew when, when Denny was having the good game is we were going to see the, well, I told you so, Kyle Kuzma's been the one holding Denny Avdia back, and I don't buy that. I think they've had good chemistry. I think Kuzma passes the ball to Denny more than he passes to anyone else on the team because he trusts him. Uh, I think it's Kuzma's approach. My, you know, armchair psychologist is I'd rather shoot the ball before Jordan Poole can get a bad shot up. But the two of them, I haven't seen any chemistry issues with. I think this was Denny being hot and filling the void from from Kyle Kuzma, but I also think he benefits from having Kuzma around to take some of the burden away from him, to take some of the focus of the defense around from him. Then he's not going to magically score 43 points a game. And he had had multiple 20 plus point games with Kuzma around. So I don't I don't think that there's really a there there. So um one, relax if everyone's like we need to release Kyle Kuzma. Uh that that's that's crazy. But you made the point before the show that the way Denny's shooting the ball, he should be getting more of those touches and there should be more of a balance between the two. So just some percentages at a high level here. Denny's about 52% from the field, uh, 40.5% from three. Guzma's at 46% from the field and 33% from three. 
if you're Kuzma, you need to say, all right, I've seen Denny. He's like blossoming into an offensive player. I feel more comfortable now. I trust him more. I can be more of a facilitator. And then if you've got more of an even split of touches and shots, now you've got two guys who can pass dribble shoot out there. And that's the model of team they want to build into. Not one guy guns and the other one stands around. Like now you're much harder to guard if you have two guys that can kind of equally attack defenses and and move the ball and be unselfish. And I think that's really where they want this team to go the rest of the year. Oh, absolutely. I, Denny is overqualified right now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so he's perfect for the Wizards, right? Yeah. Against what the fans are saying, if you really look at Kuzma, Mm-hmm. The number one guy he trusts on the team is Denny. I think so. Yeah. Right. They run a good two man game, uh, two man game scheme together, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm Kuzma, all right, uh, I'm solid with the team. I'm here. We understand that. Yeah. Now, if we want to win, I can now take some of the weight off of myself. Mm hmm. And we could split this weight, almost like Kyrie and LeBron did. It's probably what Kuzma thought he was getting in a running mate with Jordan Poole, and that right. has not worked out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he still got it. Yeah. Right. We have a good two two player, two top players, mm-hmm. right? Just Denny is just not a common name. But as you see, when Kuzma is out, he can he can make up that, that space for both of them. Mm-hmm. Right. He has a higher field goal field goal percentage, shooting more and, and still able to score more. So if he gets those extra shots, yeah, he was we get more efficiency. Yeah, it makes Kuzma's yeah. life easier. Right, ends up get, making get ha, having Kuzma to not take so many tough tough shots. When then we get more efficiency. Now the third guy should be pulled. Who hasn't really been scoring a lot lately? He's not been effective. If we can get him just to be effective slasher, mm-hmm. put up the threes, right, to where now you will still have to respect him. Because now, right now you don't even have to respect the shot as much. So um, just because he hasn't been efficient. So now if he can be that third that third super gear for us that's, that we could trust pool with, we have a, a, a good court right there. Uh, Taj Wilson mentioned in the chat here that they need Kispert to fill that void of a third role, a third guy. And hey, Todd, Todd, Toddy, Toddy, my man, you speaking actual factuals, my man. Kispert was really good in that Pelicans game in in the first half. I like Kispert better than Poole out there. (laughs) I can't disagree because he doesn't hurt you. I mean, it just look how he looked last game, too. Yeah. Honestly, Poole played better defense than Poole. Low bar, but I agree. He's still not good, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's how how much better. Like, Kisper is not not one of our best defenders at all. Agreed. And he plays 10 times better defense than Poole. Yep. More of a efficient score. Works harder. Mm -hmm. I, I know I can get Kisper to play better. If I'm a coach, yeah, and he's young and trending up, and yeah, man, get kissed, get that, get it back like it was, yeah, and then and drive and kick to people like he's he's not a selfish player. I mean, yeah, we have, have Bagley, Bagley is always enough some energy, 
Yeah. Right. So I like how Shaman's playing, you know. To make tires, I mean tires out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need we need some. We need to still build the team. But I don't I don't think we're too far away. I don't think that we're too far away with the ingredients we already have. There's more real pieces here than I think we've been giving them credit for and the record reflects. It's just how do you get them all to start to fit? And and honestly, even if they just get the pool they got from the New Orleans game the rest of the year, I'd be happy with that. He had 19 points on seven of 15 shooting, five of 10 from three, six assists, three steals. He did have four turnovers and a couple of them were, were pretty rough, but it's better than what we'd been getting. If you had that dude the rest of the year, at least he doesn't hurt you. He's just solid efficiency and you know, move the ball okay. Like he didn't take it too many of the like the crazy shots, you know, that um, you know, that we were cringing at earlier in the year. So I, I could live with that at least. You think the Wizards will ever consider the Russell Westbrooking pool? And bring him off the bench? I, I think they, as a as a primary score for the second unit? I think they should. Uh, honestly, I think that's where he'd be better suited is just cooking bench guys and then he has the kind of license to just take the ball and do his thing. Um, but but I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I've been saying that since like week two. I was ready to see that. And I, whether they'll do it or not, uh, that that's really the question. I, I hope they've empowered Keith they, to be able to do that. You know they see it. Yeah, they have to. They have you know to. they see it. Yep. But, the, but the thing is, the only, the only thing that they have on their side is, well, we've seen this group already. Mm-hmm. Right. See, we know this didn't work. Yeah. Well, but it didn't work also because that we had Bill. Bill had to get his shots up. You know, Bradley Bill had to get his shots up. Now all those shots that Bill oh. was taking mm-hmm. would now get distri- distributed more evenly. So which means now Kispert gets to take more shots. One of the things someone had repeated, I think I got this question the most for this week's pod is, and someone phrased it this way is a more extreme example, but is this the worst defensive backcourt the Wizards have ever had when, with Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole out there together? And I think that's really the difference when you put Poole on the bench is now if you put a Koulibaly in the starting lineup, like I thought he guarded some of these guys really well the other night. He looks a little lost on offense right now, but he's going to move the ball and make some of the right passes. So he's not really hurting you offensively. Poole could do his thing offensively off the bench. Koulibaly could make up for some of the deficiencies that Tyus has. You're getting a little longer. You're getting a little more athletic. Uh, So I I would do that right now. And I think it would yield good results. And it's not saying that you really have to cut Poole's minutes or anything like that, but at least just starting him off the bench, maybe lets him settle in a little bit and be a little more under control and get back to some of the stuff he did in Golden State. So, okay, so you say you saying start start him. I'm, I'm saying start. I'm saying start Tyus, Koulibaly, Denny, Kuzma, Bagley, and bring Pool off the bench. My problem is this: I, I agree, and in, in, in uh, I agree. I actually agree with you. Hmm. But we, I don't know how long we're gonna keep trading. Great defense for no offense. It's with, tough yeah. with with, Bala- with Koulibaly, right? It, it, he's been a real rough ride def- or offensively. He, he's going to have to. He's going to have to now step up to be a deep offensive player, 
and he looks like he's struggling. It, it looks like he's not offensively right now. It looks like he's not at the caliber of an NBA player offense. The confidence looks shot too, and it's not. It's, it's the confidence. The definite confidence. There's a lot more of of yeah, this move. We didn't see that earlier. It's a lot. It's too much thinking instead of just doing, exactly. which is not. Which means a too much question. As I'm while I'm driving, I'm questioning if this man is going to slide in. I'm questioning it instead of saying I see the basket and I'm mm-hmm. getting there, right? So it's too so much questioning offensively. Mm-hmm. As you can just see, it's just confidence not confidence is not there. Yeah, I love the fact that we still have him out there, but you somebody gonna have to be like, look, man, quit thinking offensively and think, get to the rim and get through somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Right. Just it, it nothing else matters. No Euros, though. Just just get there. Yeah. And, and yeah, play. You, you do anything else, make make it instinctual. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's, that's what he did early. Yeah, he, he do did. it. Now everything is methodical. Yeah, he's so methodical on offense. I feel like sometimes it's starting to hurt us. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, there's no one else that really plays defense at a decent level, though, too. Like, he was probably the guy, like, uh, before yeah, the Denny people get on me, but, yeah. yeah, he was he was better on Luka, I think, than anyone else on the Wizards the other night. And and it's not that um, Denny and some of these other guys, like, I thought Kuzma was a good defender last year. He's been awful this year. I thought Denny was a, a top-tier defender last year, and he's been okay this year. It's been a drop-off, but... If you've got Bilal who can actually play minutes for you and help defensively and not be a burden offensively, then that allows these other guys to lock in more defensively too. Like it's a, it's this kind of circle effect thing of like, if Bilal's better offensively, it would actually take a burden off of some of these other guys too. They could do more on defense. And then you got better on both sides of the ball that he just, you got to find a way to like build him back up or something here. Cause he, he looks shook right now. Yeah, I would put him all this summer in all type of just situational, offensive situational thing to train with. Right yeah. now, we got three people in the lane. How you get into the basket? Mm. We have, you know, swing, swing to the corner. You got to drive baseline. Somebody cutting off baseline. What are you gonna do? Yeah, right. Like so many. So now, all this, this the offensive situations he's facing now that he's overthinking and. Adding so many questions to, mm-hmm. it's natural. Yeah, I agree. Even even his point guard skills, I thought would be a little bit better. I know his, or his, his point guard skills and his They're point right. guard instincts are better than what I'm seeing. Yeah. He's driven the ball up now and not seeing anything, but it's a guy behind him that's ready to tap the balls, another guy on the side. Like, man, you've been playing professional point. You've been a professional point in France. You've been in those situations millions of times. This is not the first time. He just got to get back, like just get his confidence back. Do you think this is like, so I was wondering about like the rookie wall and how real that is. Because the one thing about Koulibaly, like he did play professionally last year, but he didn't really play much until, you know, a third of the way into the season. And then they slowly scaled his minutes up over the course of the year. He probably worked out for the draft all summer. Like the guy's probably been playing nonstop for a year. And and when you're not used to that, I don't know, you know, you would know this better than me. Is, is the rookie wall like a real thing? Do you think that could be some of it too is fatigue or just mental fatigue even? 
thing is to chat. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, because you've never been used to playing as many games. I don't know how many games they play over in France. They may play just as much. It's like 30 but, games. Totally. But I heard that it's more practice than you play. Okay. Yeah, and, makes sense. And uh, NBA is more playing than you practice. Sure. So I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, it's not the same amount of games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is a fatigue. Your legs get kind of weak. You, you know, um, you, your body is not used to this every night. Yeah. But also, it's the, it's the type of person you are. It's your personality. It's your mentality. Mm-hmm. If if you're taking in so much information and being like, yes, 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 all the time, mm-hmm. right? Even as a rookie, then there's no information what you say. All right, forget it. I'm just do what I'm gonna do. I'm I could play, yeah. right? Oh, because now I'm now I'm, if I'm yesing all the time, that means every time I'm yesing, there's something I may be deferring. Mm-hmm. So now. I feel like he's just in a complete defer mode. Yeah. And he needs to get out of that. He needs to start like now saying, let me, let me make my mistakes and let me play. Yeah. I, I think as a coach, that'd be the main message I would have to him. Like I hope well, they're in his be, ear. It can't be the coach's message anymore. It can't okay. be on the assistant coach's message. I just do this. I am taking in information, mm-hmm. but I got to play. He needs a little more fu in him. He seems like a very nice guy. I agree. Yeah. Who's can who can play with yep. with talent mm-hmm. and looks like like seem like a smart player too. But he needs a little more like fu. I'm gonna play ball. I'm gonna take over. He, let me throw some John Morant into. Let me throw some John Morant in him. Yeah, let me let me. It's the American AAU approach. Like, let me wave you guys off and like, yeah. let me do my thing a little bit. It's a point he gonna have to hold his nuts. <laughs> right, exactly. I would like I would like to see that kind of swagger about him of just like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm longer than you. I'm more athletic than you. I'm got a quicker first step than you. Try to stay in front of me. Well, that's but but what's happening is everybody else who's been around in this league longer that's on mm-hmm. that's teammates. Yeah, or not just punk them like, hey, you, I need that. I need that. Give that to me. And he's just like, okay, 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 like. Nah, you about you been you earned it. You out here, yeah, right. You been starting. You earned it. He needs right? a little a Jordan Bull to rub off on him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I earned it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Same, okay, don't you're not. You're a ball player now. You're not a rookie anymore. The same way that Kuzma has taken Denny under his wing to some extent. I, I'd like to see those guys do this with Cool Bali too. And I'm not saying go out and take crazy bad shots, but just just be more assertive and like take the ball off the rim and go coast to coast with it. Don't look around immediately to who do I have to give this to and get out of the way. Right. Uh, all right. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation here. So sorry, whoever, but uh, hello. Sorry, I guess says can Kuz buy in on defense. I'm going to keep saying it. I, I thought Kuzma was good defensively last year. Everyone I talked to with the team thought he was one of their best defenders. They gave him the toughest assignments down the stretches of games it is different when you are now the one a option and now hey buy in and, and be the best defender um but that's why i think this denny offensive emergence this is what we were saying before can be good for kuzma as well if someone can lighten the load offensively for him okay then there's a little more energy left in the tank to go chase around somebody else's point guard and things like that so i'm hopeful that this can be like a symbiotic thing like we can kind of 
lift each other up and, and then you're better off when you've got more of a two guy approach to just like, here's the guy and here's some dudes around him. If you, so when I used to be in practice, we back in Georgetown, mm. coach would make us run sprints. Okay. Allen Ives would make the sprint and so many and quick, so fast, right? And then he's like, okay, Johnny, you're big. I want to see you make the sprint in the time Allen Ives would make. Okay. So I'll go all out and I'll make the sprint in the time that Allen Ives makes the sprint. Yeah. He's told, now he said, you done messed up. You showed me you can run that sprint. Right. Why don't you do it every time? Right. So, so now anytime you, you don't do it, you just choosing or not put put forth the effort to do it. Sure. We've seen certain players on the team like Kuzma, like Denny, right? Play mm -hmm. great defense. Yeah. So it's not, can they do it? We have good defenders. Mm -hmm. The word he uses, buy in. Yeah. Right? So it's going to take certain things to buy in. Mm -hmm. If I'm playing a, a almost 90-game season, we better be winning a lot of these 90 games. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we better be over 500 and have a chance to play in the playoffs. Right. For me to now say, hey, I'm going to, I got to exert it on both ends or, or we got to look like we're starting to be that type of team going into the next year, the next phase. Right. Because naturally, mm -hmm. a player who puts up a lot of shots, going to choose one or the other. Yeah, pick the spots at least good, a little bit more. Now we're a good team and we're fighting for every win and we're competing and we're naturally now going to be synchronized on the defensive end too. And now every single individual player is going to play a much higher level of defense, which means mm -hmm. our good defenders are going to be great defenders. Yep. So that's just how I go. To, to your point early on, it's so hard to play high level NBA defense right now, the way the league is set up and you have a couple guys on this roster who at least have the the prototype there to be able to do it. We've seen Kuzma play some good defense. We've seen Denny's play some really high-level defense. I think Cool Bali can be eventually a guy that can play some really high-level defense. So there's starting to be a couple more of those archetype guys that you want that could do that could be impactful on that side of the ball. And I don't think everyone can right now in today's NBA. So it's a good place to start with them. And what we just talked about with Koulibaly in terms of assertiveness, this is the thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes when people are like, well, so-and-so jacks too many shots. And uh, my guy Joe Swam is saying it in the, in the chat here a little bit too. I, I think if I'm playing with a guy and I think he's shooting too much, tough shit. I'm going to grab the ball and I'm going to come down and I'm going to do my thing. Like, right. Not passing. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that, you'll learn that lesson quick. I'm not going to be deferential to you if I think you're just chucking up junk. So some of it's on the other guys too. Like you can check someone like that. If you well, think you're teammate, or cool, right. you got to speak up. Not not speak up in a way of no, you jacking too many shots. Clap your hand. Hey, 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 Brandon, you got to be vocal. Yeah. You got to show on offense that you want the ball more, mm -hmm. and you got to do something. Yep, that applies to Kispert. That applies to Denny. That applies to Bagley. Like, uh, if you guys get together and you're like, "Hey, Coos, man, what are you doing? Like, we don't need any ISO 15 foot turnaround fadeaway jumpers, you know, with 25 seconds on the shot clock. I obviously know that's not possible, but you know what I mean? Like just, just some of the terrible shots he's been taking, like you have a role in this too. Like, just don't let it happen. Hold him accountable. That's not going to work. 
<laughs> that's not how it goes. It's like really okay. The main guy, you ain't telling them shit. He's not the he's he's the main guy by default mm-hmm. on this team, though. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's he's this team's main guy. It's not like we're talking about Kevin Durant, though. Like it's but he's this team's Kevin Durant. And that's not that's why they're not going to win anything though. Like it's I get that. I I I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but there's got to be some way to check him a little bit. I don't think he's an unreasonable guy. That's okay. Well, then Keith needs to be the guy to get in there too, though. Yeah. Or or guys, it has to be a point guard that Cool respects. Okay. Tyus could do it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now nah, we can't take bro. Can't take that shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, only person who can do it is a point guard or the coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so if, when I played with Jawan Howard, and he yeah. was shooting some stuff, Rod Strickland can go over there and tell him, hey, Jawan, man, come on, look. And, he, and, they do, and he'll do it in a way to help him out and say, yeah. look, this is this is a better option. Let's get you some better looks. Yeah, that's been, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Now, we can't have that look no more because it's, not, it's making – we're not getting anything out of it and it's killing your value. It's making you, we don't, I don't want you to have that look. So I'm not going to put, keep putting you in a position to keep shooting that bad shot. Mm-hmm. Right? Now you're like, ah, okay. You know, and, and it's that way. Or the, or the coach can be like, hey man, you took that shot three times a row. It's a bad shot. We don't need it. Do you start a little more subliminally of like, all right, you look him off a couple times coming down the court or do you just immediately go to him and just say like, dude, that, that's not doing any of us any favors when you throw up that kind of shit. Oh, are we talking about as a, like if I'm if I'm Tyus, like if if Kuzma's throat, yeah, you just look him off a couple times, right? Like it's I, I'm I'm making a point to you. Well, no, you don't look him off. You tell him to get in a better position. Uh, and until you, you do, I'm like, not going to be the ball. No, get your ass right there, so you yeah. it'd be a good a better shot. I don't trust giving you that shot right there. Nah, you know what I'm saying. And then if you get mad at me, we talk about it in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I can't give you that shot because I don't think that's staying a good shot for you. It's a, we can't have a heat. He's still getting a shot up. It's just a more efficient shot. I think part of what was so nice about what Denny did the other night was he, I mean, he hit a couple I'm on a heater shots, but for the most part, they were rhythm shots. The ball moved. He didn't need 15, 20 dribbles to take a, a perimeter shot. If he dribbled a bunch, it was just to get downhill, get to the rim. He drew a lot of fouls. Honestly, like the shot diet he had in that game is the shot diet I want to see from Kuzma moving forward. So if I'm Tyus and one guy is taking shots that I like as a point guard, I keep giving him the ball. And then we say like, all right, if he's scoring on him, that frees you up more, Kuzma. And like, I, again, I just still feel like the Wizards had the everybody eats era a couple of years ago. Like you almost need that approach to this team. I think the more balance there is, you know, the better off they're all going to be. I, I agree with that, but I think if every player plays within himself, mm-hmm. we really, really be balanced. Right. Yeah, I'm with think you. what Denny is, you don't see Denny taking more than three dribbles. Yeah. No. That means you're a good player when you can score off one or two dribbles at most, mm-hmm. right? Now, that's a good player. Yep. When when somebody's taking two to three dribbles, like a John Poole, to try to get two He's points. He's not getting anywhere with it, yeah. Right. right now, to me, that's not a good – that's that's a new age player. That's not a a really good score. 
a really good scorer, a really good player, don't need a lot of dribbles. They they gonna know how to already be in the right. They gonna do so much work off the ball and know how to be in the right position, mm-hmm. know how to get it up right. So Denny, that's why I love the way I love Denny's game. It's a, it reminds me of a, and it doesn't not as far as aesthetic, like look wise, optic wise, but how they get into their, how they get into their their shot or their scoring quickly, reminds me of T Mac. Mm, like that. T-Mac didn't take a lot of dribbles to get to what you can kick your ass. He rise up over you and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's because he's understands how he's understands the, the effectiveness, the effectiveness of things and how to play in the motion of the game. Yeah. So, so to me, if every player plays within himself, Kuzma don't really need, need more than one or two. dribbles. We have that type of team. Right. Also, look at the guys guarding Kuzma. He's taller, longer, usually yeah. more athletic than most of them. I mean, he's a dude that could go over people if he wanted to. And earlier in the year, he got downhill. You know, he finished over, outreached, you know, like extended arms. And it wasn't this like Jordan Poole-esque dancing on the perimeter. Like it honestly looks like the bad habits have rubbed it off a little bit. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. It's not helping us out. When you start, when players start doing that, they're just trying to get, they're trying to do every, anything to get that bucket. Which, yeah. when I see a player dribble more than twice and still has a ball, he's not trying to pass. Yeah. He's trying to, of course, he's trying to pretty much press for a shot. And I know I just took a, a shot at Poole here a second ago, but to his credit, in this Pelicans game, there was less of the dancing around. It was, took shots in rhythm in the flow of the offense. There were like a couple rough ones, but, I think you give guys license to take a couple, you know, heat checky shots and stuff, especially if they're making a few. But um, it, it was more of the diet I think we wanted to see from him and, and from everybody else here, too. Uh, all right. So just basically want to close this out here a little bit. It's All-Star Weekend. Just can you walk us through, like, when you get to this point in the season, like, how happy you are just to have that break and, like, what guys are doing this week? Like, just walk us through what all-star break is like for a player, you know, just from your perspective. I mean, even even players who play in the all-star, they, they need this week, right? Mm-hmm. Every player needs this week so bad. And that, and this week before all-star, you count it down. Yeah. You count the days down. You count the games down. Mm-hmm. Because... Because my so my son came to me the other day. He's playing a lot of games lately, right? And yeah. he said, I'm like, man, what, what's why you not jumping as much? You're like, Dad, I'm tired. Yeah. You wouldn't believe him. I can't feel my legs. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I can't feel my legs. Mm. And I'm like, son, just got spaghetti legs. <laughs> you got, spaghetti legs. <laughs> you got spaghetti legs. He said, So this is a thing. This is not something that's a problem with me. I said, yeah. No. I said, every player goes through it, especially when I said, I, the first time I've seen it when I got in the NBA. Yep. And like you play so many games, you literally, literally can't feel your legs. Mm-hmm. You feel like they're, they're wet noodles. Yep. Like exactly what they feel like, wet noodles. So about this time, you, you've been having it like you, you got over so old, like just old spaghetti yep. at this point. And you do everything to try to, like, get your legs back. Cold whirlpool, a lot of sports, sports therapy massages, deep tissue mm. massages, anything to get your legs, like, just to be able to feel your legs for two more days. Yeah. 
So first thing players are thinking like, hey man, oh, these, this time I have off, I can really get my legs back. I can get my legs back under me, mm-hmm. first thing. Then they also said, okay, well, I got this little, this injury or this tweak because everybody's injured. You know, it just, only thing that happens is one, a bigger injury replaces a smaller injury. Mm-hmm. So now I can say I can really nurse these injuries, really try to get this back. Yep. So those are two things that, that players really, all-star break is is needed. Without an all-star break, I mean, these players would not, wouldn't be able to last. Yep. No, that makes sense. Uh, was there anything that worked for you specifically better than anything else in terms of getting that rest? Cold whirlpool. After every practice, I would I would fill it up with ice. You know, just like I would dump dump so much ice, and I I don't even think it was supposed to be regulated. I'm, I should have had frostbite. As I think now, you know how everything is temperature regulated. This could happen. That could happen. I would put toe caps on, get in the cold whirlpool, and be in there at least 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, I just I love you. Literally freeze my entire body. Yep. And I put it up to my right here to my chest right here. And just sit in that thing after every practice. And what that did was stop my legs from just going completely out. I kind of kind of re vibrate the legs a little bit. Yep. I like that. Uh question from uh the chat here. We got Jonas Evans. Jonas is one of our new uh interns for the pod here too. We'll see if we can get him on here maybe in a second, but just this question for you, Jahadi, how different are player staminas on a team? Are there guys that are just in significantly better shape than others? Jonas, what's up, man? Glad you glad you're with us. Um, yeah. Some players gotta work complete ten times harder just to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Some players stamina just don't have some players don't naturally have good stamina and it takes them longer to get in shape um for the season. Some players uh, just ridiculous, like like Allen Iverson was he? Yeah, like, come on, man! Like this is that's that's just unfair. <laughs> like some some should be unfair. Like it doesn't shouldn't be. Like how? I know life ain't fair, but that's that's completely cheating. To be able to never able to, to train, never, 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 you know, able to just like have to run. Uh, do nothing all summer, and then mm-hmm. game and give you forty and run like a car, like a car. He's a, attached to a car battery, yeah. You know, and then other guy works so hard just to never meet the meet the the level of the guy who's like just natural, natural. So like LeBron James, he's a natural. But then he also put a lot of time into the right. he's in the hyperbaric chamber every day and all that stuff too. Now, so he's all everything is, was already unfair with him out the gate. Then you're just making it twice, twice as much unfair, right? Yeah. So LeBron James and Allen Iverson are kind of similar as far as like they like they just unfair. It's you cheating the game just by, just by being born. Like you. Should, just you being born and cheating everything, you just cheat the whole, the whole, like, the matrix. So, so, yeah. I mean, then there's certain guys, man. Like, then there's certain guys that work hard, have no, no athletic ability whatsoever, and figure out how to do stuff still better than you. Like, Popeye Jones, I just, I just don't get it. He played on my, we played together, he's my teammate. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
I'm jumping out the gym and fighting for every rebound. He's barely getting off the ground this much. Yeah, just had a knack for it, though, right? And he still has more rebounds than me at every at the end of every game. So when you play in the NBA, you see all type of levels of things. You know, like Jawan Howard couldn't get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, true. we had a package, mm-hmm. had a skill package and a mentality. So that's what you learn fast. Like, okay, this game is not all about athletic ability and talent. Actually, it's not about it at all. It it, it only plays a part for your first three to four years. Mm-hmm. Then things start to separate significantly, right? And it has nothing to do with athletic ability. And the guys now who last and stay in the league the longest are the the least athletic. Yep, it's true. I I this is a good segue. I meant to ask you about this too. Just seeing the Clippers up close the other night, I don't think Kawhi jumped the whole game, but he just was wherever he wanted to be. He had like grown man strength. Nobody could move him. And James Harden was the same way. They just kind of like moved everyone else around them and put themselves where they needed to be. And these weren't like incredible displays of athleticism to do it. They just found a way to be, you know, where they wanted to be. And and everyone else just kind of like, you know, orbited around them. It seemed like. It's the guys who think the fastest, Mm -hmm. make, make. So basketball is a game of a, a million micro decisions in, in milliseconds. Right. Over and over and over and over again. It's the guys who could think the fastest, make the right decision or or those micro decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more you can do that, the more the game slows down to you. Yeah, I got you. Right. So the more I can think the fastest, take a lot of quick screenshots. Mm -hmm. Right. Every moment I'm taking a screenshot, screenshot. And making decisions of what I just saw, what I calculating, um, 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 digesting the information, right, uh, processing it, moving all in a matter of movements. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a hooper, so you understand. And if the more I could do that and train myself with that and make make the correct decisions, ninety percent of the time, yeah, this fast game slows down start going in slow motion so now but now to me that's how it's going because i'm making these all these decisions and i'm making great decisions i'm breaking it down like that now i can find all of my everything all of my uh advantages within that and so that's what you see is like why not getting off the ground why he's not because he's need to he's a perfecting perfectionist at finding his advantages and the, his advantages are so clear to him because of all the things I said to you before. Why? That this was happening. Yeah. It just felt like they were like seeing the future almost. Right. Like they could just, like, okay, this guy is here. I'm there. If I do this, they do it. They, it's the old I'm playing, you know, chess and they're playing checkers kind of yeah, thing. It seems. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, just to close us out here, let's bring on Jonas here for a minute and uh, we'll just have him introduce himself to the crew and you guys have been seeing content from him. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll let him uh, say hey and everything. So, uh, Jonas, first, what's up, man? What's going on? This is a historic moment. Uh, we're happy to have you, buddy. Well, all three of us, man. Happy to have you here. That's right. 
It's good to uh, Matt promised this kind of a while ago, and I had to basically infiltrate the YouTube chat to do this. But I guess oh, we're here now. Oh, we love it. Yeah, it's great timing. Um, Jones, just for everybody listening, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know where you're at, where you're doing, where you want to be, what's the goals, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, University of Maryland journalism student. Uh, we have a requirement, but also just kind of like we need to have internships. So Matt's internship popped up. It was honestly the only one that was intriguing to me by far. Um, I don't know how much I, I, I don't know if I told you this, Matt, but it was actually the only one I applied to this semester, both because I felt confident that I thought I could get it, but also because I was like, this feels right. And um, and I got it. So now I'm here and we're cutting clips. We're doing good stuff. And uh, it's been first of all, hearing from I didn't know much about Jihadi. I will say I'm not like the biggest NBA fan, but I didn't know much about Jihadi, but both learning about you and also just like what you say. It's very intriguing. You guys have a very good product. Thanks, man. Appreciate well, it. Thank you. Yeah, you're helping us make it yeah. better, too. Just because I'm on, I have one question for Jihadi. Just more Please. information, Jihadi. I am six foot five, but I am very skinny. So I'm actually not as good at basketball as I should be. I need one tip of advice so that I get better because I'm good on boards, but my shot sucks. So I don't score as much as, much as I should. At this point, just be active. Be more active than all the other players. Activity makes up for mistakes. That's a, right there. And then after that, just work on your skills. But if you want to be effective in a game, like right out the gate, you got to be more active than everybody else. Very cool. Good advice. Uh, Josh, one of the questions in the chat here for you, is Kevin Blackstone one of your professors? Well, that is one of the classes that you get maybe if you're lucky as a senior. That is one of that is probably the number one most sought after class. So I will be trying, but um, we'll see. Uh, he he, just, he's like one of the top professors at the school, though. Yeah, he he just started my last semester at Maryland. So I, I he didn't even offer a class yet by the time I was out. So it tells you how old I am at this point. Yeah. Uh, cool. Went. Hey, thank you for everything you're doing here, uh, folks. Make sure to follow Jonas on Twitter. Uh, Twitter and all X and all this other stuff, whatever we're calling it these days, I'll uh, put his handle in the uh, episode description here too, but glad to put a face to the name for all the listeners here. And thanks in advance for all the hard work uh, this semester. Jonas, glad to have you part of the team, my man. Thank you, Jihadi. Thank you. That means so much. Very cool. All right. I think that's a good place to leave it here. Uh, Jihadi, any closing thoughts for anybody? Oh man, I'm good. Just let's just see where we're going. Love it. All right. We'll do it. Um, Everybody rate, review, subscribe, hit that little like button for us on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube uh, feed. If you're a audio listener, we like it when you kind of multiple subscribe for us here. It helps us out. And uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe. We said all that. We're good to go. Presented by betonline.ag. That's the part I left out. So uh, we will catch you all next time. Peace. listening to believe 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.